Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Refractive Podcast. My guest today is Natasha Sidhu, born in Malaysia with Punjabi and Japanese and Chinese parents. She grew up in a very different culture from the one she lives in today. She lived and worked in six countries over the course of her first 20 years of work. But all the while, she noticed that she suffered from anxiety, depression, and a slew of other maladies and behaviors that came with that. So after all of those years of struggling, she had a tragic shift in her family that led her to question the path that she was on. And I know that's something that resonates with so many of us who've had these dramatic shifts. So this brought her to a therapeutic path, beginning with yoga, then moving to Ayurveda and counseling. Part of her search led Natasha to the United States, where she created and built a healing space that could provide for a range of healing practitioners, holistic yoga, movement, workshops, and nutritious, energizing food. This led her to found the Sanctuary on Church and Steamy Buddha in Ellsworth, Maine, which is where I had the pleasure of meeting her. And so with that, I'd love to welcome you to the show, Natasha. Thank you for joining us and bringing your wealth of experience to the show. Hi, Johnny. It's so nice to see you again. You too. Very nice. So nice. (laughs) It's so funny because, so what the listeners don't know is that when I went to, uh, to, I was in rural Maine, right, about 30 minutes outside of Ellsworth, and I spent the really the first six months of the pandemic there in a cabin by myself, and it was an important spiritual experience for me, and uh, something I had never really done was yoga, and so we were all isolating, and despite that, it felt like the right moment for me to dip my toe into the pool of yoga, so there I was walking into your studio, Uh, for uh, Bikram yoga and other forms of hot yoga as well. We're all wearing our mask and doing our best to just make it through. And it was, it was through that, that I first experienced this amazing practice and, and you and your team were so gentle and patient with me. Someone who (laughs) has struggled uh, with my levels of flexibility and things for my entire life, even to childhood. And you held space for me to do the best I could and uh, and bring myself to the mat. So I really thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, I must say for you to come in with a mask and do that hot yoga for the first time, that is tough. Yeah, and you you were so nice to see you come back again and again, and you were quiet. You know, you didn't you didn't say who you were or what you did. You were just quiet. You just came in and did the yoga, and and yeah, the yoga is not about flexibility or strength. It's about just showing up and going through the motion, right? Yeah, yeah. 
it does something for the mind, it does something for the heart, it does something for the spirit, and it it peels off the onion skins. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's very uh, very meaningful to me. That's why in in uh, coming up to Maine and living here, I told my husband, "There's no way I can live here without that studio. I need to create a studio, otherwise, there's not enough. It's not, yeah. Anyway, well, you're serving. You Go ahead." No, and, and uh, the funny thing is, you didn't get a chance to experience the Ayurveda here with me. I know. Uh, it's, yeah, and I have people coming from afar for retreats and sessions here, and you were here, but we didn't think of it at that time. No, and you know, I, I, I knew that you had special programs and offerings because there's signage and things like that when you when you go there but for me I had so little exposure to the concept that while I knew that Ayurveda was a part of your expertise I really didn't know anything about it and so now that I have my podcast up and running and now that I'm I you know I look forward to helping other people who are feeling inspired to go on their spiritual path. I knew that bringing you and your passion for this sacred and nourishing practice to the podcast would be a really nice fit. So I'm looking forward to that today. Okay. So I'll Let, get right on it. Yeah. Let's start with the basics. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Ayurveda is? what does it include? What is the background of this amazing practice and what uh, what's involved? Sure. So Ayurveda, Ayur means life and um, Veda means wisdom. And um, what it does, what it's able to do is it is able to address your, your mental mind, your physical body, all the symptoms that we have, all the mind stuff that we have, our emotions and our sensing and our spirit, and we are meant to align them. Because once it's aligned, you become your natural, authentic self. It's so easy to be your true, authentic self. And there's a reason for it, because when you are your true, authentic self, then only will you be of benefit to others. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda wants to get you to the point of where you become of benefit to others in your natural way. But uh, it means aligning ourselves. So yoga is one part of Ayurveda. Okay. Right. So it's a sub, it falls under that, under that umbrella? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yoga falls under that. Herbs. So we can do it with yoga. We can do it with herbs. We can do it with meditation. We do it. Uh, I also do it a lot with body work, with marmar points. Uh, and... It's not just the modalities. It's not just the, you know, the things. It's also the understanding of life. And um, it's the understanding of life. The biggest, I find it's so much more tangible than Reiki or all other forms of healing because you can actually see the physical um, benefits of it, you know, the physical, the physical benefits come out. And also we built, uh, my husband and I, we create, my husband, Steve Curtin, um, we created Sanctuary on Church, which is this place, the, that big turret house that you saw, but it is able to do, aside from bringing other practitioners and me also having Ayurveda, we, we do lots of different individual programs. And also what I'm trying to say is, with Ayurveda, once you understand your own natural doshic constitution, 
and what gets off balance and what gets in uh, comes back to balance you will know you you kind of enliven your own inner intelligence and you are able to use more of your instincts as to okay what do i need in terms of food or i need to go for a reiki session tomorrow it can also be that i need to go trekking you know i need some space like 6 months away you awaken your own inner intelligence and that's what it's about sometimes for me, part of the healing process is um, community and connection. According to that person's doshic constitution, he needs more connection, more genuine, uh, deep connection. And then we would arrange something like a book club where we all sit down and read a paragraph of um, something that's meaningful to us to share with each other. And then there's this big, open-hearted, deep connection. So that could also be part of the, the tool. Okay. It could be anything. So it goes back to um, understanding what your doshic constitution is. So that's what Ayurveda is about. And it's, it's, it's aligning ourselves with nature and cosmically what's happening, but also sometimes your own inner path. Okay. And yeah. so can you tell me, what is, that, what is that expression you're saying? You said something constitution. What's that first word? I didn't understand. Constitution. Yeah. So doshic constitution comes from the word dosha. And um, I'll give you a quick summary nutshell, which makes you, I know what your dosha is. I can see it. Um, you know, <laughs> you've got kapha in you. and Okay. Um, and you've got vata. Vata kapha. All right. All of us have, as human beings, we have... Uh, three main doshas within us okay. they help us function and regulate they um they drive how we process things emotionally mentally what our responses are and how our physical body is so it's called vata air and ether pitta uh, fire and water and kapha earth and water now, generally, people tend to have two dominant constitutions. And um, they tend to drive our natural responses. Wow. So, for example, uh, you have a... Com I'm going to just put it out there. You have a combination of kapha and vata. Okay. Um, air, ether, earth, water. But everybody is very unique in how they use it and how much of a level they have. So you, Johnny, I'm going to do a whole diagnostic on you right now. I love it. I love it. What a gift. Yeah. Part of this podcast thing that you're doing is your meaningfulness in being able to reach out and need to connect and make sense of things. Uh, what grounds you very much is nature, deep connection with people. Your home and needs to be a little bit more stable. I know you're traveling a lot, different places, but a bit more stability in the home. Things are at its place for you to function and for you to, to, to feel cozy and safe and secure. That gives you extra centeredness. In, you know? And if you notice, if you're traveling a lot and you're living in hotel rooms or Airbnbs, you get a bit frazzled quite easily. Um, you have a lot of compassion, big love, big, big, big heart. Um, there's a part of you that 
he easily is able to hold space for others and wants to do so more and more. Mm. Then there is another part of you where you're able to interconnect things very well. The Vata mind interconnects easily, very synergistic, like even just creating, why not a podcast where I can bring all the various different themes in because lots of people don't even know how they interconnect and I want to find that out. Um, also, Vata has very strong sensing ability. So you sense energy. Mm-hmm. You sense someone around you who's a bit dissonant. If their insides and their outsides are not matching, it can throw you off guard. It just rattles you a little bit more. But you take a lot of information through sound, sight, smell, touch, taste, mm-hmm. more than um, just words or mm-hmm. factual information. Mm-hmm. So you check body language, tone, um, that kind of vibe that comes out. Now, when we go into off, so when someone is vata and kapha, when someone's vata, when they're balanced, they are uplifting, inspiring, they get inspired easily. There's this, ah, it's so much a possibility. You know, the world's an oyster, a bit of excitement. You tend to uplift people around you. Um, So you notice people like that, they're very light. There's like so much lightness. There's like, they've got light in them. Other people are trying Yes. Yeah. When it goes off balance, because there's too much of Vata going up, we would have anxiety, restlessness, loss of focus, constipation, insomnia, um, forgetfulness, some memory issues. I tend to bump into things a lot because my coordination goes off. Um, electrical things don't work around you. And uh, for kapha, when you're off balance, it could be a lot of sluggishness, a lot of heaviness, blockage, congestion, that kind of thing. But when kapha is in balance, a lot of durability, stamina, endurance, and people like you because you feel very uh, steady and strong and dependable. So that's a nutshell. That's beautiful. I love that. And, you know, when we think about Ayurveda in pop, in popular culture, okay, in the world that we live in today, it typically is tied to food and nutrition. And I love that you are uh, sharing with the listeners that it's an entire, it's an entire um, way of interacting with the world. Um, and so I wonder when you look at um, Ayurveda from, let's say, an energy management perspective. What are the unique facets of that? Mm, I like that word, energy management. Because you know what? Johnny, life is all about energy management. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your mental and emotional energy? Because you've only got you've only got this much. Yeah. So when we are around people that are constantly uh uh, unraveling us and if you're 50% of that you've only got 50% left how are you using it right um so much to talk about energy management let's just talk about how we live our lives there comes a point in time where like you, where you are now, or like me a couple of years ago, where suddenly the things that we do suddenly give us more conflict within. And I think a lot of people can understand that. Mm. 
Yes. I think COVID, I think one of the blessings of COVID, Natasha, is that it it shook people by the collar and it gave them a chance to, uh, let's say, exit the haze that we've conditioned ourselves to live in. And people were disrupted to a point where they realized, wait, my life doesn't feel good. Like, like my career feels terrible. Yeah. And, you know, my family life isn't satisfying. And, you know, uh, my friendships aren't nurturing. And so many people woke up. And, and of course, when you have this number of people feeling that way, it creates this societal unrest and this, this tension that we feel and we go through. But I think there's amazing potential um, through this, this discomfort that we felt. Uh, and, and I personally am excited to see uh, what happened, because I know for a fact that so many people have been woken up um, by mm -hmm. the disruption that we've experienced. Some of them will go back and that's okay, right? Everything is in perfect time, but I know that a lot more people are looking to connect with their inner wisdom, mm -hmm. their inner knowingness. And I think that yeah. that's beautiful. So I'm sorry, I, I jumped in. I was so excited by what you said. No, perfect, because I'm going to tie energy management to post-COVID, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So here comes something that that creates the biggest nightmare, the worst-case scenario of your life. You lose your job. You lose the ability to live in an apartment somewhere in the city, or you don't want because it's not safe anymore, or whatever it is. You know, suddenly everything that has been the cornerstone and the framework of your daily life has suddenly uh, shattered yes so then okay new life new shift ahead um everything that we've experienced before that we we still keep energy i'm going back to energy management we we keep it and we store it in our body so let's say you've had some past everybody's got some past dysfunction be it family relationship uh work something that you kept on experiencing now there you are wanting to start anew even like post-covid i'm going to start anew so johnny if you did not come and do the yoga there was no way for you to flush out all the old experiences that were kept in your soma in order to bring in new experiences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Sometimes talk therapy and counseling helps because by talking about it, you flow it out. But sometimes for some people, uh, mainly vata kapha people, it's not enough. Pitta people who are very, um, who use their mind a lot, talk therapy helps because it's able to shift the paradigm for them. Okay. But there's a lot of other people, depending on your constitution, they need to move their body to release the soma, to release all the past stuff in their soma to bring new stuff in. Mm. So again, energy management is, okay, you've got this much of energy and your body is a vessel that can only hold this much. So part of energy management is flush out the old yeah. so that new can come in. Yeah. Otherwise, it's right in front of you and you still can't understand it. You can't absorb it. You can't process it. Yes. Yes. How, and how many times have we been through that, you know, where it's like we feel like maybe we've laid the groundwork and really let me not say we, let me say me, right? I feel like I've laid the groundwork for a, a change in my life, for a new way of, of living, but maybe I'm still with one hand grabbing on 
to the past or grabbing on to ideas that don't or fears or beliefs that aren't serving me, that are holding me back. And so it's like, how do I want to enter into a new freedom if I'm still holding on to the limits of yesterday? And listen, we do the best we can. When 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 I'm ready, I'm ready. But um, there's 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 a sim- there's some simple laws, in my opinion, that manage this. Right? It's like, as you let go, you free yourself to receive something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I shall. Sorry. No, please. I think maybe I'll go a bit into a. a well, what I do today is. Um, I love spending time with my clients to sit down with them. We sit down and we go through what's going on with them. I take their pulse to check their their dosha constitution or where their balance point is and where are they off balance. And some, most of the time when I check the pulse, I can already tell what's going on. And, um, and then their story correlates of what they're experiencing with where we are going. Um, I do the body work because that calms the nervous system with marmar points. Uh, marmar points, uh, acupuncture comes from marmar points. Okay. But uh, the Chinese have mastered using the needle. The original marmar points are also equally powerful with just hand touch okay. or a tuning fork touch. Mm-hmm. But what happens with the body work is suddenly the whole... The, the doshic constitution changes and starts to balance itself. And when people get out from the bed, they go, oh my God, I I feel back to myself again. Or, or for some people, I feel this strange sensation. I've never felt it before yeah. because they've been off balance for so long. Yeah. And these are the people who, who've had quite uh, difficult um, difficult daily lives because they're struggling and it could be addiction or it could be... Uh, so-called mental issues when it's actually not. So Ayurveda does not look at disease as disease. We look at what is the root cause of the imbalance. Okay, yes. So for example, uh, ADHD is not a disease. It's an imbalance of one dosha being too high for too long. Mm. Um, ADHD, ADD, things like Parkinson's and dementia, that's after it's gone on for so long towards the later part of life, we can also still do something to help that. Um, Things like diabetes, um, digestion issues, it all goes back to how is your liver processing food? This, you know, there's so much uh, back to root cause. So I never see anyone as a, a diseased person. Manic bipolar, it's not really manic bipolar. Mm-hmm. It's one of the doshas that's gone off balance for quite mm. a long time yeah. and it's been aggravated so um, let, me, let me ask you if someone uh let's say and, and you don't have to give yourself as an example for sure but if someone were embracing a life of 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 ayurveda if someone were living in an ayurvedic way what would that look like from a tactical perspective what are the facets of behaviors that would harmonize with this way of being well one is definitely continuous learning Mm -hmm. you keep on learning more and more about yourself and again you only receive the information that is right for you at that point Mm -hmm. or what you can process right 
Um, so for an example, a great balanced Ayurvedic, well, it's not even balanced. You wake up in the morning, um, you take something nice and warm and hot. You might do maybe 15 minutes of meditation if that grounds you and that helps clear your mind for the day. I'll be very clear. I'll sit down and do my to-do list because I've got 500 things to do. Um, I'll go about my day. You know, like when we say yoga is not just about the practice of yoga on the mat. It's also how are you, are you yogic enough with other people? The same thing with Ayurveda. How you carry yourself throughout the day is you can still carry on having love, compassion, expansion, broadness, and still be very sharp. Because I'm very, I'm pitta vata. I'm very sharp with my words. Straightforward, <laughs> straight to the point. Don't do this, do that. That's great. Oh, you need help? I'll give you half the world. What do you need? Yeah. yeah. You know, that is my style of Ayurveda. Um, I find I'm able to do with, with Ayurveda in my life. I'm able to fully use myself each day. Mm, yeah. Then I might find myself, oh my God, I reacted very strongly to someone just now. I could have been very sharp. But with Ayurveda, I'm able, or Vedic, my Vedic understanding, I'm able to step back and go, why did I act that way? Mm-hmm. What was it that triggered me so that I can understand it? How do I help the other person or even help me? And it's something new to learn about me or the other person, which is great. So it doesn't mean that everything is calm and fine and dandy. No, chaos will come in, but you are better equipped to handle it and learn from it and take something from it and move on to the next day. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. And maybe by evening, I'm all rattled up and I'm, I think, oh my God, I'm tight. Maybe I need a yoga class or maybe I need to do some oiling on my back and be warm and have some nice stew for dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it's not really a, you know, mama fufu woo-woo thing. It's very mm-hmm. practical. And um, I love the Vedic psychology part because that makes us really understand what has been setting us off balance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If someone were interested in bringing this Ayurvedic style of being into their life, what are some resources uh, that you would recommend? I don't know if there are books or maybe there are, you know, people on YouTube who are very popular who that you would recommend to watch, or maybe there are workshops. I know that I know that people could reach out to you as well. I don't know. Um, please let us know. I don't know if you work with people remotely or virtually or only in person. Um, but yeah, I'd love for you to cover the whole span of that. What are the resources for people who who want to learn more about this? I do work remotely. Um, I do have virtual counseling online, uh, which is on my website. But this is interesting because I have a lot of clients who come in and they say, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And um, there is no one book, right, Johnny? There's no one book that encapsulates everything. You've got amazing, amazing... um, gurus and doctors in the states you've got dr vasat lad who's based out in uh 
Albuquerque. You've mm -hmm. got Dr. David could Frawley. You spell, could you spell their last names as you list them? That way, if someone wants to Google, they might be able to find information. Yeah. Dr. Vasant Lad, L-A-D. He's like the founder of Ayurveda here because he brought it over here. Okay. Um, there is Dr. David Frawley, F-R-A-W-L-E-Y. And Dr. Frawley is great for Vedic psychology. Uh, you can also do it online as a course to understand more about yourself. Um, that's the beauty about all the practitioners now. They made their courses available for the normal human being. Yeah. But we don't know Sanskrit and we don't know all this Indian stuff, but they made it available on their websites where you can take a course. Um, those are the top two right now. Please forgive me. If I can't remember mentioning the rest. There's uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Robert Swoboda, S-V-O-B-O-D-A as well. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. Excellent. And if someone were, uh, were interested in you and what you offer, well, let me share my experience if I can, uh, my experience with you and, um, and kind of arriving on property for the first time and sharing what I had. So um, I was there, as I mentioned, in this uh, cabin and I knew that I was not only feeling very isolated, uh, but I was ready to uh, apply new disciplines to my life. And, um, and and I knew that yoga would be a part of it. So as I Googled, okay, I'm in a part of the country I don't know, way out of nowhere. There's not even mail service. I have to do <laughs> mail service. There's no garbage collection service. There is no cab. There's no There's Uber. No nothing. There's no Uber. There's no Uber. It's 30 minutes to the nearest supermarket. Like this is where I'm living. And so... Um, uh, I said, I really would love to do yoga. I wonder if there's anything. And so in the next town over, about 35 minutes away in Ellsworth, Maine, I saw your website. And um, Ellsworth is the, uh, just this, it's, this town is cute as a button. It's like just one of the little main towns with a old fashioned downtown. And it's very near to uh, Bar Harbor. So if any of the listeners are going to Acadia National Park or Bar Harbor on vacation, you you cannot not pass through Ellsworth. You will pass through Ellsworth. And we got to come to Steamy Buddha. And you need to come to the Steamy Buddha. Because let me tell you, not only is there like a full menu of different types of hot yogas that you could. And when I first went, I, I took one yoga class by itself before becoming a member, but there's all different levels. There's, there's different varieties, but then you have a restaurant that's there too. And you serve these nurturing items on your menu. I remember I had like warm bowls and you have beverages and all type of things that are good for the soul and good for the body. And so um, I had such a positive experience with your, uh, with the community that you set up there. And then you have the sanctuary on church, which is on the same property. And it's this beautiful house. And there's a sign in front that lists all of these wellness practitioners that have offices there for different healing modalities and philosophies and things like that. So um, I wanted to share with the listeners what my experience is. And um, yeah, I wonder if you have anything to add, if someone is going to be either lives in the region or is going to be passing through the region, what would you recommend? Okay. First up, we, we get five-star reviews at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm not a restaurant. 
So, you know, we are doing our best with the team that we have and it's also taking care of our people and making sure they grow and they are taken care of. So that that's very uh, passionate to me. Um, so five-star reviews, people from New York, from California lovers, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you exist. You look like you plopped out from the planet <laughs> next door. How did you, how do you guys exist here, right? It's lovely. Yeah, and um, what did I want to say? Yeah, you if you went on sanctuary on church dot org, all the practice, all the wellness and healing practitioners are listed down, and uh, you could actually go and find out more. We tend to be booked up three weeks before with the look with our own local clientele, so it'll be good to pre book. But otherwise, you know, the yoga is always open every day. Wind, rain, or snow or snow yes or snow <laughs> yeah and um we've got two amazing teachers one came from miami another one came from new york uh you know we did our best to make them stay in ellsworth maine yes. and love it here and they've created their own community and their own prowess you know david's doing massage now oh i love it yeah love it. um and Eric is uh, studying Ayurveda. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so, wonderful. You know, they're each doing the thing that calls out to them. Um, Eric's very involved in AA and building that part of the community here. And David's amazing with retreats and creating the whole experience. So you've got that. Um, anybody traveling to this site, really, you know, go on Steamy Buddha. You can reach out to me because my email is there. It's natasha at steamybuddha.com. Or if you have the patience to go on sanctuaryonchurch.org, that's another one. Um, that's all I can say. Enjoy the nature. But the people here, we are a real genuine community. Like we take care of each other. Yes, I can I can I can attest to that. So Natasha, it's been so beautiful for you to come on the show. Um, at the beginning of our episode, I saw Ayurveda as a practice. And by the end of the episode, I see it very differently. I don't see it as a practice. I see it as a way of living. And yeah. so I really appreciate your um, yeah, you just sharing that perspective with us. Uh, I, I do feel like I understand it better and, uh, and it means a lot. One last line. I think Ayurveda, actually, it's about helping us, you know, for here, my motto, my, the essence we have here is a safe space to uncover your true self. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what Ayurveda does is it it gives honor back to your soul, your spirit, your essence. And all it's trying to do is help you uncover your own inner intelligence for your own journey we keep on evolving and changing and that's that's how we should approach it that's the truth i love it yeah. thank you so much okay everyone as you go out in your day and encounter the people around you always remember to aim your light take oh, care nice you've been listening to refractive podcast and this is johnny g if you found today's content uplifting if you think it might make somebody's day better give it a share on social media click like, subscribe, all those things help to expand this podcast availability to new audiences. I'm a speaker, a coach, and a facilitator based out of Washington, D.C., but I travel a lot. 
If you think I can be of service to you or to your organization, help people get unstuck or move into their authentic power, shoot me an email. My email address is refractivepodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening and aim your light.